Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hey, thanks for being here. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinion have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by picking, listening to our podcast, give these films a second chance. This week on the podcast is Tony's birthday pick. I can't believe he messed that up while breathing without the piece of paper. I couldn't find it to the last part. Yeah, just for that. I, I do love Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> you know what we should watch tonight? Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> it's been a couple hours since we've seen it. <laughs> my pick is The Crow for my birthday. 1994? 1994. Mm. IMDb <clears throat> gives us 7.6. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 81%. So any other day, you can't pick this? No. And I, didn't it make a shitload of money, too? Yeah. Yes, it did. I didn't write that down. <laughs> I looked at it. And it was a shitload. A butt ton, if you will. Oh. It was written by David Schrow, who wrote Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2006 one. Mm-hmm. The upcoming Brightfall, which I want to see. Have you seen the preview for that? I have not. It's uh, Superman not. as a horror movie. Ooh. Like, he alien crashes and people try to raise him, but he, he's not good. <laughs> so he, like, burns people to death and kill him. they got to find a way to kill him. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see that. Uh, John Shirley helped write it. He did The Specialist. And with uh, shit, uh, yeah, and a mm-hmm. shitload of uh, cartoon shows, Ghostbusters, Batman Beyond, stuff like that. This uh, this had a budget of twenty three million, and it grossed ninety four. Nice, mm. and that's not counting DVD and well VHS sales, yeah. which would have been nope. through the roof because those are guys like me and you were like, I'm getting that shit the day it comes out. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and of course, James Abar, he wrote the comic, right? Because uh, this is based on a comic. Yeah. It was made from... Who was the uh, com- company? Uh, I want to say it was Dark Horse, but I don't know. That was it what I was going to ask. Is it Dark Horse? But I'm not sure. It feels like a Dark Horse comic. You don't know. <laughs> Directed by Alex Proyas. Proyas. He did Dark City, Gods of Egypt, iRobot. Elaine was very excited to see that he did Gods of Egypt because that I was a like, big oh my god, he did God. This guy did Gods of Egypt, which sucked, and I Robot, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, if great's the word. You're looking that for. movie is really good. Uh, that really is fun. a really good movie. Have you seen it, Carly? No. Not shocked. Or Gods I, of Egypt. I'm, uh, well, don't bother. <laughs> look, Gods of Egypt, I could pick, but I won't. And I Robot, I'm pretty sure I can't. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think you can. I think that's well. Movie starring Brandon Lee. He was in Rapid Fire, Showdown in Little Tokyo. You know, obviously he's Bruce Lee's son. He's, he's in a few movies. Bruce Lee only did five movies himself, so... Really? Yep. Um, Ernie Hudson from the Ghostbuster films. Great, uh, Ballers, great. Key and Peele, Blue Bloods, Grace and Frankie. Lots of TV show appearances. <laughs> I loved him on Grace and Frankie. And he had the best job ever. He was a Ghostbuster. Yeah. And he had great lines in there. That's I love this town. <laughs> I love this town. Michael Wincott. Uh, he plays uh, Top Dollar. He was in the Count of Monte, Count of Monte Cristo, uh, Three Musketeers, the 1991. Coach Ford, isn't this Millie Sotovich? Robin Hood. He plays a bad guy really well. Yeah. Like, we were watching, I'm like, has he been a good guy in anything? Mm, I don't know I can think of. We, I looked through his IMDb, but there's no movie that I recognized 
where he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. And the movies was, I didn't recognize, I don't know. There's no less he was really good in a movie called Metro with Eddie Murphy. Hmm. He was a bad guy in that. Yeah. <laughs> David Patrick Kelly, he plays T-Bird. He was in a lot of movies. Um, most, most known for, he was Sully in Commando. Right. Um, I'll kill you last. He was the guy in Warriors that does the whole line, the Warriors come out and play A. Mm-hmm. You know, he does that with the bottles. Um, who else? Oh, John Polito. He just passed away recently. He's Gideon. He was in a lot of movies mm-hmm. as well. And he was in Gangster Squad. That's why I put him on the last one. There you go. You didn't, you didn't talk about Tintin? Tintin? He was in Hackers. Tintin is my favorite. Well, he's not my favorite character. But, <laughs> but I really, really enjoy that actor. I do too. Because the actor played was in Hackers. She loves that movie. Which yeah. I'm surprised she hasn't picked it yet. Someday. It's coming. Lord Nikon. And you didn't talk about uh, Fun Boy. Mm. Are you going to mention Fun Boy at all? Mm-mm. You know? What's he from? Well, he killed Brandon Lee. So. Well, yeah. But get into that. <laughs> The soundtrack for this movie was pretty great. It had Stone Temple Pilots, Rollins Band, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Helmet, Pantera, Rage Against the Machine, The Cure. A lot of names on it. I got it the day that came out. Um, got a couple reviews. This movie's awesome. Oh, that one's It was cool. really hard finding something that wasn't a 10 out of 10. Uh, Draven Cage, already a little suspect. <laughs> I've watched this film many, many times. No shit. And it captivates me. With its story, it's this story of love and loss, revenge and betrayal. The idea that love can conquer all, even in death, is a strong one. And in this movie, it's handled with great gravitas. Ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. And from negative reviews, that's their name, gives it one star. Stop giving this movie a high score just because of the circumstances. Does it all of a sudden make this movie great? You know it doesn't deserve a seven on IMDb. It's stupid, worthless movie. Fails on several, if not all, levels. I couldn't even finish watching this cheesy movie. Half of this juvenile trash was enough for me before I finally gave up. Wow. I think that person reviewed the fourth Crow movie. <laughs> well, he, they are called negative reviews, so, I mean, I have to hold them to that. I wonder that, if I that's Chris Have you ever seen the what sequels? I saw two and three. Three is... That three was that Three is something to see. Right. Yeah, or four, chrome, no, four was ever for long. Three was the um, three was ever for long. Was three yeah. ever for long? Because he then, puts the chrome makeup on with a sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. And the bad guy in it is David Boreanaz from Buffy. I know who he yeah. is. <laughs> like, like and all the bad guys ride around in in uh, cars that are the four horsemen. Like yeah. one's a Ford and one's a Bronco or some bull. I don't know. I barely remember that movie. We used to watch it when we got drunk back in the day. It was pretty terrible. The, these movies got worse as they went along. Yeah. Kind of like Tremors. Although the second movie is starring Marius. Marius, yeah, from the mm-hmm. from so our last great great movie. I don't know why you're pointing at Elaine when you said that because because you know how much I hate that movie. <laughs> yep. But how much you love Marius? So what did you think going in, John? I thought, oh, wow, I love this movie the day it came out. I'm excited <laughs> to see this. But does it hold up? Elaine. He said, I've seen this. Um, not really, not for a really long time. I barely remember this movie. This is going to be good. <laughs> and Carly. I had never seen it. Oh. Uh, oh. Tony never made you watch The Crow? <clears throat> he made you watch Transformers, the cartoon movie. But didn't make you watch The Crow. Well, everyone should watch Transformers the Cartoon Movie. Please see our episode on Transformers the Cartoon Movie. That is true. Because how are you going to live your life if you don't know that you got the touch? You got the power. And, <laughs> and to hate Rob Rock. Right. Yes. 
Hashtag, <clears throat> hashtag not my prime. <laughs> also, shout out to Aaron and DJ. Hi. Aaron was so excited to hear we were doing this movie. Okay. So we look forward to your reviews of our review. I feel like Aaron likes the same kind of movies as Carly and to- or as uh, Tony and John. <laughs> Summary. So Eric Draven and his fiance are brutally murdered by members. Charlie Webster. Members of a local gang controlled by an occult-obsessed slumlord. On the anniversary of the couple's death, the spirit of the crow allows Eric to return to exact his vengeance, one by one stalking and murdering the criminals. But Top Dollar, the leader, learns that the cr- learns the crow's secret, evening the odds for their showdown. Could we call him Roach Fort instead of Top Dollar? Because no. they never call him Top Dollar in the movie. No, they don't. <laughs> so, I think we should call him Roach Fort. No, I think we should call him Top Dollar because it's a dumb fucking ass name. And he, <laughs> he deserves is. it. When I was looking at the... Who's in it? I was like, Top Dollar? Who's that? And this picture doesn't look like he did in the movie, so I really had to look. Who so, is that? So, wait a minute. Top Dollar, you, will, you don't like, but Tintin you're cool with? I don't like the character of Tintin. I like the actor who plays him. Mm. <laughs> All right, so The Crow. Well, this was a big movie for me and my friends. Uh, we had graduated high school, not too around this time. We were obsessed with movies, music, and comics. And my friend uh, Sean had recommended this to me. Um, we we were all excited for this movie to come out, and uh, I had fr- friends that worked at a radio station, and they got us those. Remember when they do the passes? Mm-hmm. So we got free passes, and uh, we went, and there was a line, and all that, like there always was. And it was like six of us, and we all had to fit in Sean's car, which mm-hmm. was really little. So we, in the trunk. We were all stuffed in the trunk, mm-hmm. and then uh, when we got there. They counted us in, and Sean was the last one they let in. So I was like, fuck, <laughs> this was going to be bad news bears. But um, the uh, tagline for this is, uh, people once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes, just sometimes, the crow could bring the soul back to put the wrong things right. And we, the movie starts out, we see the old Miramax logo. I don't know what city that is. Is that New York? Is it? No, it's Detroit. Detroit. It's set in Detroit, but it was filmed in North Carolina. Hmm. I mean, it's Detroit. That's where Devil's Night is. No, the Miramax symbol. Oh, the Miramax symbol? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. Because they always have the Miramax and then the big city appears it's and then prob- it all fades away. It's probably New York. Mm. I would think L.A. Mm. Who knows? Uh, and then in big light... Big, Anybody knows, let us know. Big white letters, we see Brandon Lee. He's the lead actor that tragically died filming this movie. And then it's The Crow. Uh... Side fact, Christian Slater, John Bon Jovi, and Johnny Depp were all thought of to play the lead, uh, but in the end, they went and wanted Brandon Lee the most and went with him. John Bon Jovi would have been an interesting choice. All things equal, though, it would have been interesting to think about if any of them took it and they had died. That would have been odd, too. Think about it, because Johnny Depp probably would have killed this role. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd have been awesome in it because he's Johnny Depp. But then we would have never had Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Or anything else. Well, <laughs> or all the other slew of shit he did from 94 but, on. I don't know. I think that... No Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm. That was 97. No, no Bon Jovi music. That would have been terrible. After 94? New, I'd have been okay with that. No True Romance. Huh? Is um, that 94? That was no. 93. Oh. So, See, right. now I want to say, oh, that would have been a tragedy, but I mean, Somebody I didn't want Christian Slater to die. This probably shot the exact so. same time as True Romance, because this got postponed for a while, because after Brandon Lee died, they were, no, were going to put it out. Then they had a CGI, a bunch of shit, and then it came out a little while later. So this, Christian Slater turned this down to do True Romance. Yep. And get some egg rolls. 
and and like we said, an it's, it's a tragic loss for of Brandon Lee because he was beloved and he was also engaged and was only had three days left of shooting, mm-hmm. and then he was killed. Yeah. So we <laughs> the movie starts. We see Detroit. Uh, multiple fires rage around the city, and the subtitle tells us it's October thirtieth, Devil's Night. Uh, Sarah tells us the little crow mythos line. We see Eric and Shelley's apartment. It's wrecked. Uh, Eric is on the cement three stories down, and Shelley is writhing in pain on the floor as EMTs try to stabilize her and move her to the hospital. Sergeant Albrecht, which is Ernie Hudson, is uh, smoking and looking over the room as the signs of struggle and picks as for looking at signs of struggle and picks of, of different picks of the couple. Now, I don't know why EMTs, forensics, and Albrecht are all in that room and smoking all over the crime scene. I don't know why that's working that way. Because it's 94. <laughs> but you got me. Because um, that shit's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Albrecht okay. finds a wedding announcement. Apparently, it was going to, it was, they were going to be married tomorrow on Halloween. Who married on Halloween? Nobody, evidently. Tony then, and I went to a wedding on Halloween. Really? <laughs> was it weird? It was weird because it was not Halloween themed. If you're going to get married on Halloween. Did they play the Monster Mash? No. Damn, come and on, dude. And everybody wore it normal was clothes a like normal it was wedding? a regular Sunday. Yes. And Tony came in with like fangs on. He's like, heart take him out of his mouth. <laughs> that is weird. That's what was weird about it. Why pick Halloween if you're was not Was that gonna... the only time their church was available? It was at a park. Like a weird. state park. Weird. <laughs> that is kind of weird. I'm judging you people I don't know who got married on Way Halloween. Way to go, Sue and Bob. <laughs> we, we had to change our names to Peck Innocent. Sure. <laughs> All right. Unless there really are Sue and Bob. Isn't no. Okay. <laughs> like, they, no, nice shooting. We're not the FBI. <laughs> they mentioned that 143 fires were lit tonight, down a bit from last year. And a crow watches Eric's body get loaded up while Sergeant Albrecht argues with Detective Torres. There's animosity between them. Uh, Taurus points out that Albert just got uh, demoted and had his detective badge taken away. Lost your gold shield. Young, uh, young girl Sarah sees all the commotion and uh, comes up to see what's going on. She's a friend of Eric and Shelley's. Albert's trying to comfort Shelley and uh, Sarah, <clears throat> trying to comfort Sarah and Shelley as Shelley's taken away in an ambulance. It's another one of those movies where why is this kid friends with these adults? Yeah. Apparently they take care of her. Because her mother's a heroin addict. <laughs> I know, but still, it's just one of those weird things. And I'm not just making that up. She literally shoots, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. not morphine, but whatever. Sarah sees through Albrecht's niceties and knows her friend's going to die. Uh, she starts to sob and Albrecht hugs her. <laughs> What's he going to do, tell her? Yeah, your friends are going to die. <laughs> I know, it always makes me feel bad in movies. And I mean, it's happened a couple of times, but, you know, you're like, this person, their whole life's over. And all you can say is, hey, it's going to be okay. You're all right. <laughs> At least you so, got your help. Yeah. So, Would you like a cigarette? So empty. Yeah, smoke this, you'll feel better. But that's like how it is in real life. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we get the subtitle one year later. Sarah visits Shelly and Eric's grave. Uh, brings She brings flowers. She takes one from every other grave and just collects them. Um, and she, you know, looks at the graves and then leaves. As she leaves, a crow lands on Eric's grave and begins to peck at the top of it. Sarah skates away and comes across Albrecht at a curbside hot dog stand. They hang out for a bit. And he buys her her dinner. But no onions because they make you fart. Big time. And he's like, don't cheap on the onions, man. Come on. Put the mustard underneath. Let me do it. And he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. (laughs) 
like, wow. <laughs> we cut to um, <clears throat> we cut to T Bird. He and some of his cronies are smashing up a closed business and setting a bomb. We cut back to Eric's grave, where the crow is still sitting on top, and uh, Eric literally digs himself out of his own coffin. He rolls over, starts to scream into the rain. <coughs> T Bird and his boys jump into his red 1973 Ford Thunderbird. Has a blower and underglow. So he's a guy named T Bird driving a T Bird? Yes. That's, that's, really, not that's lame at all. how he got the nickname. Yeah. And they take that's off. That's a sweet ass Thunderbird, though. Yeah. Then, I, you know, you get Tin Tin because, all right, Tin knives. And you got T Bird because he drives a T Bird. You have Fun Boy, whatever. Because <laughs> he likes that fun. <laughs> the last guy's name is Skank. <laughs> yeah. And he looks like a skank, so. It's like, huh. <laughs> Eric stumbles around the graveyard for a while. But uh, finally makes his way back to his apartment. Um, now this is in the original cut of the movie. This is where we're supposed to be introduced to the Skull Cowboy. There was another. There was an apparition that followed him and told him the rules. He's like, "This is what you're here for. This is what we're doing," and that. But they they thought it was a little too morbid after what happened to Brandon, so they cut all that out, which is unfortunate because it sounded pretty cool. But and, and a little bit of exposition would have been helpful. The Skull Let Cowboy came back during uh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> it's yeah. very, like, you see a guy, you're like, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> what? What happened? Who's this dude? I thought they were twins. Oh. The building T-Bird set up blows, and Albert goes to check out what uh, the explosion was. Now, let me ask you a question. If you're going to put some Simtex, whatever that was, to blow up the building, mm-hmm. why'd they destroy the place first? Because no, they like to break things. They just like to break stuff. That yeah. just seems pointless to me. And after you do that, why would you run downstairs and yell, fire it up, really, really loud. Fire it up, fire it up, Really fire loud before you blow up, something up. That shit's it. just stupid. That's they not even amazing. They have a special dance they do. You don't do it right by where you did it. I look out and be like, yeah, it was this guy, this is his license plate, because they stood outside the car and gave me plenty of time to write it down, yelled, fire it up, and drove look. away. <laughs> we also do it in a very conspicuous car. Right. You Let see me just anything? tell you. I saw a 1976 Red Ford Thunderbird with a blower and underglow. If I have learned anything from watching episodes of Perfect Strangers with you, Whoa. it's that when the dance of joy hits you, you do it. Da, and da, this, da, da, this da, da, is obviously da, da. their dance of joy. Have you ever seen that show, Carly? It's a great show. The rhythm is going to get you. Apparently. Well, Gloria Stefan was right. Mm. <laughs> Eric enters his apartment. His cat Gabriel's still there. He wanders the apartment, uh, and we see flashbacks to uh, f- fill in their backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Shelly and Eric had filed complaints against the owner landlord about the conditions of the building, so Top Dollar sent his boys Tintin, T Bird, Fun Boy, and Skank to handle it. They I'm break- not any guy named Skank to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they break in and uh, beat and rape Shelly. Eric comes in from grocery think he shopping. Said raper? I guess yeah, I think that was the spur of the moment thing. Yeah. I don't know. Tintin seems to be pretty well known as a rapist. As a, mm-hmm. So if I'm sending Tintin, I think I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the dudes' names is Skank, <laughs> and Fun Boy insisted on being first. So I have a feeling. Yeah. This isn't the first time. Well, Eric comes in from grocery shopping. That's just. Mm. And Tintin throws a knife into his chest. Eric falls to the ground, pulls the knife from his chest, and starts to crawl over to them. Skank and Tintin hold him up while T-Bird and Funboy uh, blast him with pistols, uh, then then throw him out of the front window. Eric, uh, out of the flashback, Eric now, he runs and grabs the broken window and does like a swing outside and swings back in. And when he lands, both of his palms are slashed open uh, and they instantly seal back up. So we cut from there. We cut to the criminal gang, 
Uh, they're all trying to outdo each other with these shots. Fun Boy swallows a bullet and does a shot. T-Bird does the same thing, but then afterward puts a cigar out on his tongue. Ugh. And then they start uh, scuffling with each other, and each one pulls a gun on the other. Well, not Tintin. He doesn't have any guns. He puts a knife. Pulls a knife. Well, let me ask you a question. They start laughing. What kind of dipshit's going to swallow bullets? So that's not going to feel good going to the old I guess the same kind of dipshit that's going to put a cigar out on his tongue. Right, because point. the rest of the movie, I'm expecting him to pull hard off because <laughs> your fucking tongue is ruined. I would, I would think that putting a cigar out on your tongue is way worse than swallowing a bullet. Yes, I would I think know. that swallowing a bullet it's may not kill gonna, you. It, how? Well, it's not going to go boom, but having a big old hunk of metal going through your um, digestive tract could tear something or it's it can get lodged like, somewhere. It's probably, there are chances that it would just pass and you'll be fine. Or, But it's not going <laughs> to tear anything. It's round, It has rounded edges. Yeah, still metal. You don't know what's going to happen when stomach acid hits a bullet. I'm sure some <laughs> dumbass has done it, so you could probably look it up. I know. Um, but they're all yelling and throwing their guns around and stuff. And Fire they're... it up! Fire it up! It's like, wait a minute, I've heard that before. Right before <laughs> the, bo- the building went bang. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, dumbasses. The waitress, Darla, comes over. I think that's the whole point. They're dumbasses. <laughs> with some more shots and asks them to put their guns away. And then she starts to kiss Fun Boy. Back at the apartment. And Tintin licks her. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I was like, Tintin licked her. It's like, he's such a creepy fucker, man. I hope he gets stabbed in all of his arteries in alphabetical order. We'll get to that. (laughs) Back at the apartment, Eric is having flashbacks again to happier times with Shelly, looking into the mirror. Uh, There's a tragedy mask hanging, you know, comedy tragedy masks on the mirror. Then he punches it, and the cure's burn starts to play up. I love that song. (laughs) It's a good song. Paints his face to mimic the mask, a stark white with black eyes, lips, smiling. And then he puts on leather pants, a black rash guard, and a big black boots, pets Gabriel, and heads out. It's weird because he uses black lipstick, but Shelly didn't seem like the kind of lady that would put on black lipstick. Maybe that was his for when he was performing. It had to have been, but it, it just seemed mean, The name of his band was Hangman's Joke, so. <laughs> we catch up to Tintin. He's at Gideon's Pawn Shop. Pawning items that he assumed, assumedly mugged people for uh, from the exchange. We can tell this probably happens a lot. Uh, Gideon mentions that one of the purses has blood on it. So um, The crow watches Tintin leave and uh, returns to Eric. We watch Eric jump, jump from rooftop to rooftop. We also kind of learn here that Eric can see what the crow sees. And uh, it's watching Tintin walk down this alleyway. Eric does a swan dive off the roof. He and starts on, laughing. And onto the alley, and yep, starts to laughing. He approaches Tintin. Tintin laughs and thinks Eric is some kind of crackhead. Mm-hmm. You'll paint it up for a crackhead. Halloween until mañana. It's a good line. So they fight, and uh, Eric fairly easily beats Tintin down uh, and then starts to interrogate him a little. Call him a murderer. He's like, why? Kill nobody? Eric, <laughs> Eric wants Tintin to know who he is. Tintin doesn't care and says some hurtful things about Shelly, distracting uh, I don't Eric. I want to repeat that. Yeah. Distracting Eric for a second, giving Tintin a chance to uh, gain an advantage. He headbutts Eric and beats him down with a pipe. Tintin um, runs. Murder, man! Murder! It's fun! It's easy! And he's really fucked up because he's making these big, wide movements. He's like, ah, oh, you done fucked up now. <laughs> he uh, steps back and throws, uses his throwing knives. He throws one. Eric just dodges and it sticks in the wall. Then he throws a second. Eric smacks it out of the air. But then the third, Eric catches it like he's Jack Burton and throws <laughs> it back into Tintin. Why is that? Because he can do things no one else can do. <laughs> it's all he must have had to say. It's, it's all, all the relax. It's all the relax. 
But he says, victims aren't we all? And he stabs Tintin repeatedly. Another good line. See, this movie, I'm telling you, don't, don't pick me first. I need just a minute to think about my line. <laughs> so T-Bird and Skank go to a large club. We find out this is the club that Top Dollar lives above. Uh, T-Bird's going to see Top Dollar, but Grange is uh, standing guard. T-Bird tells... The candy man. Yeah, Tony Todd. T-Bird tells Grange that uh, the arcade blew up. And Grange says, good, but be ready for tomorrow with your crew. T-Bird wants to talk to Top Dollar, but Grange says he's taking a meeting. Is the man in? We go inside where we are introduced to Top Dollar and his half-sister, Micah. They apparently have had a three-way with a girl and killed her. Well, they broke her, is what they say. <laughs> and Well, like, what happens she next? Did. And Micah wants to keep her eyes, so she pulls out a knife and cuts her eyes. So out. they bang this girl to death and then cut out her eyes? Like you do. They just want to... They want I to let you know these are bad people. drugs were involved. Yeah. You think? Yeah. <laughs> is this where he has the cocaine, or is that later? No, that's, that's later. later. See, and I always thought he was a drug dealer by the amount of cocaine on that table, but then I had an epiphany when watching. This fucker's in real estate. Yeah. Mm. Because how else do you think he's making money setting fire all these buildings? Yeah. This fucker's in real estate. Yeah. That's why he's top dollar. <laughs> well, we catch up with Sarah. She walks into the bar, and we find out that Darla, Darla is her mother. Darla's making out with Fumboy, and we can see she's a pretty shitty mother. Mm-hmm. We return to Gideon's. He's counting the cash when Eric comes and bangs on the door. Gideon tells him to piss off. Eric headbutts the glass door and walks in. Gideon... Uh, was armed, but when uh, the glass smashes in, he's knocked down and distracted by the crow that flies in. And uh, Eric gives him the, you know, gently rapping from the Raven speech. Well, he misquotes it, but whatever. How did they not it's catch that? It's still sinister and cool. Mm-hmm. He explains to Gideon that he's looking for an engagement ring. Gideon says, you're looking for a coroner, and blows a hole through his chest. The wound seals, and Eric laughs as he throws Gideon across the room. And what does Gideon say, Lane? Shit on me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not you. But he said it like seven Shit times. Shit on me. And I Shit said, on me. I said, to John, I said to John, is that some sort of request? <laughs> I mean, you can say fuck me, but and that, I've heard that, me. but shit on me? <laughs> can you imagine if he things. did? That would make this movie really weird. <laughs> the line that makes me laugh every time is when the, this is later, but the cops are just sitting there watching. And the one car flies by, and the cop goes, "What the crap?" <laughs> and then later on, there's a scene. Something else happens, and he does it. He goes, "What the crap?" <laughs> it's like he's the "What the crap" guy. You, you don't say that every time a car drives by. Like, what the crap? What the crap? <laughs> so weird. Anyway, so Gideon Gideon swings a bat, uh, but Eric's hanging upside down, so he misses him. Eric flips down, rams a knife through Gideon's hand, repeating his request for the engagement ring. Eric says, "Tintin confessed." That he pawned it before he ran out of breath. And we cut to the police and EMTs surveying the murder scene and carrying Tintin's body away. It's filled with knives. Albrecht and Taurus argue over what happened, and they notice there's a large red crow symbol written in blood on the wall. The hell's that? It's blood. That looks like blood. Might write it up as graffiti. uh, And he's smoking. He might write it up as graffiti. He takes a puff. He's so good in this. Ernie Hudson, man, I tell you. Back at Gideon's, Eric is trashing the place still, and uh, they're playing the warmer, colder game. You don't know this game? (laughs) Gideon finally gives in and tells him where the rings are kept. uh, Eric goes through each one. He closes his eyes. and When he touches one, when he touches him, he can tell. And he finds the one that's Shelly's, and then we get a little flashback. Um, When he gave it to her. Yeah. Eric grabs a shotgun and starts dumping gas everywhere. 
And Gideon says, look, you can take whatever you want. And Eric says, thank you. What kind of pawn shop has about seven gas cans in it? <laughs> None of them after this movie. Yeah. Because, you know, the one around the corner was like, we got to rid of all these gas cans. picking up gas. It's there. Well, like, he knocked, over, he knocked over <laughs> a he barrel. Plumbing? Why did he have a barrel? Was he pawning gas as well? I guess. I mean, what were gas prices like in Detroit in the 90s? Were it that bad they were pawning gas? not much with all the no. fires they're setting. <laughs> Maybe scarce. No, gas was under a dollar. <laughs> all right, so that couldn't have been it. What the fuck was he pawning gas for? Um, so Eric says, uh, now you're going to tell me where I can find the rest of Tintin's party pals. He says, the pit. And Fun Boy lives upstairs. Eric throws the other rings at him and says, each one of these is a life you helped destroy. Gideon says, look, just don't, please just don't kill me. And he goes, I'm not going to kill you. Your job is to tell them that death is coming for them. Tell them Eric Draven sends his regards. And he grabs a guitar and, and starts to walk out. And then the biggest bonehead move of all time. <laughs> then, Gideon uh, talks shit. Gideon calls him a bunch of curses. He's, he's like, you're dead, you know. They're going to erase your sorry ass. You're street, street grease. You know that? And he's like, fuck's your problem? Is, 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 is that gas I smell? So? And he had put a bunch of rings in his gun. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you get the really cool shot of when he shoots the shotgun, the rings come out. There's no other reason to do that. <laughs> Gideon makes it to but, the back door. And the building explodes. But you don't talk yeah. tough to the guy who just said he was going to spare your life. And <laughs> you and just put, don't. And poured gasoline all over the place. You shot him and watched it heal. Yeah. Dude, you don't talk shit to that guy. <laughs> you let that guy go. Yeah. Gideon makes it to the back door. Eric, uh, a queen of the damn, coshes the place mm-hmm. with a shotgun blast. <laughs> and that shit's amazing because there's gasoline and a shotgun blast. That would not make a building explode. <laughs> that shit's amazing. Yeah. What do you have, C4 in the back? Hollywood <laughs> does not understand how explosions work. Yeah. I know because not that I've tried this today, but <laughs> <laughs> if you shoot a gasoline, it doesn't even uh, catch fire. Because no. gasoline's not flammable. The fumes are. Right. When you shoot it, it, nothing happens. It's like, well, that was anticlimactic. And Gideon runs away down the alley partially on fire. We get a quick cut in of Sarah talking to her mom's boss. He says that he's, unfortunately, he can't intervene because Darla's not on the clock. <laughs> yeah, too bad you can't be a you know, person be like, hey, stop being a shithead in front of your kid. Yeah. Because I know you're off the clock and I can't say anything. That's fucking stupid. Eric Eric is leaving uh, Gideon's as it burns when Albrecht pulls up and draws down on him. Uh, they go back and forth a bit. Don't move or you're dead. Police, don't move. <laughs> but the police always said freeze. <laughs> well, I'm a cop and I said don't move. <laughs> don't move or you're dead. He says, and I well, say I'm dead. I'm dead and I say I move. move. <laughs> Eric asks if Albrecht remembers him. He says, nope. He goes, what about Shelley Webster? And then he kind of explains that he killed Tintin. And that he took his coat. But then some looters start stealing stuff from the pawn shop while it's burning and it distracts Albrecht for a second. So he looks away from the, mur- the guy who just committed, uh, excuse me, admitted to murder. He looks away from him. Look at the guy carrying well, the TV. They're, they're carrying some big TVs, you know. Those are like $10, $20 right there. <laughs> so you look away and like, oh shit, I took my eyes off the murderer. <laughs> and then he says... Who I didn't check for weapons. <laughs> He says something about him being a mime from hell. Yeah. And at least he didn't do that walking against the wind crap. I hate I that. I hate that. <laughs> Another great line. So we cut the, cut the top dollars place. He and Micah are doing coke and inhaling burning eyeballs like you do. <laughs> what, you never done that? <laughs> I gave him up. <laughs> top dollars anxious and Micah says that she can feel their energies rising up against him. 
Uh, Grange comes in with T-Bird. Grange tells Top Dollar that Gideon is just burned to the ground. T-Bird says Tintin was also stabbed to death. Top Dollar doesn't seem to care about uh, Tintin. That moment sounds old Tintin. It starts a line. <laughs> but he reminds T-Bird that... Of sugar. He reminds T-Bird that he has a job to do for him tomorrow and asks Grange to go find out what happened to Gideon's business because he didn't order that. I didn't authorize that. It's not he didn't order it. He didn't authorize it. Yeah. So Top Dollar was running <clears throat> the show. Mm-hmm. We see Sarah. She's skating around and is almost hit by a car, but she's saved by Eric. He is. I could have uh, made it. What does she call him? A, uh, butt munch or something? Butt face. Or butt face. He's butt a butt face. face. I could have made it. Um. Uh, she. He. Eric pulls her off the road and saves her, and then he's overcome by flashes and flashbacks and is disoriented. Uh, and he tells her it can't rain all the time. She's Sarah. more like surfing and then skating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah remembers that as a lyric or f- from a song that er- of Eric's band, The Hangman's Joke. Eric, back, and he's gone. Back at the police headquarters, Albrecht does some research and starts to put everything together and uh, draws cl- uh, crow makeup on a picture of Eric from his uh, band. Mm-hmm. Funboy and Darla are in the bed shooting morphine and making out. Uh, and then the crow lands on their windows open. A crow flies in the window and lands it's on the sill. Distracts them as Eric comes in the other window. <laughs> Being high, they're more amused yeah, by Eric's. Birdie, 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 birdie. <laughs> birdie, 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 yeah. birdie. They're fucked up. <laughs> You're fun boy. <laughs> that would freak me the fuck out. And they're like, all right, take your bird and get out. Yeah. Um, so they're scared at a bit. And then uh, fun boy pulls a gun on them and says, get the fuck out. Uh, Eric pulls up a chair at the end of the bed and Funboy aims his gun. Eric puts his hand over the end of the muzzle and says, go ahead and fire. You got me dead got bang. bang. Funboy does. And he says, he shoots. He <laughs> scores. Eric runs around the room pretending that he's hurt and then uh, starts to laugh and watches, looks through the hole in his hand as it closes. <laughs> and he's screaming, he's like, woo! <laughs> Which is kind of weird, but okay. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Funboy yells, Jesus Christ. And then... Oh, Crow I got does. you. Stop if you heard this one. Jesus Christ walks into an inn. He has an innkeeper three nails and he says, can you put me up for the night? <laughs> so Fun Boy keeps blasting Eric and uh, during the joke. In the last blast, Eric slaps the gun down and he shoots himself in the thigh. And what does he say? Look what you did to my sheets! <laughs> <laughs> Another great line! <laughs> so dumb. Uh, he passes out and Darla runs into the bathroom. Eric drags Funboy into the bathroom and puts him in a bathtub, turns the shower on. Then he goes to Darla. She swipes at him with a straight razor. And, uh, then and he, he just, moves his hand like, I don't want to get cut. Yeah. She's terrified. <laughs> he grabs her. And, She's not like trying to attack him because he hurt yeah. her right. boyfriend. She's hover, like huddled in the corner, terrified, trying to protect About herself. The man who's going to, you know, because all she knows is he's going to kill her too. Yeah. Yes. And this, this cuts into the original cut, which was cool, is... When uh, Eric goes after her, she swipes at him with the blade, and she cuts his hand. And then he pushes her against the wall, but he notices his hand is still bleeding, and he's like, what the fuck? And then he, he does his little thing with her, and then he steps away, and the cowboy's like, yeah, we're not here for her. You know, we're not here to right wrongs like that. You're here to kill these four fuckers, and then we're gone. If you go, if you go any of this other shit that you do, you don't get our, our blessing for her. So if you go protection. off the track, you don't get the heal and stuff like that. Which is why Which the rest of his hands taped Yeah, up. he starts getting his tape his hands up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in this one, uh, he makes her look in the mirror. Eric grabs her arm and magically forces the heroin out of her arm. 
And uh, he says, Mother is the name of God on the lips and hearts of all children. And then she is pretty much shaken out of all of this and goes to clean up her act. That's a good, I hit rock bottom and I'm cool, and I'm going to try to climb out of the pit. <laughs> like of all those people that hit rock bottom and realize that they're at rock bottom and they got to try something different. I mean, this would scare you straight. Remember <laughs> when the demon came in and killed your boyfriend? <laughs> and then and sucked the, the heroin out of your arm? Yeah. I Were mean, you waiting for another sign? This, what? Is a, this is a real good scared straight moment. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you didn't get it from then, you're not going to get no. it. <laughs> Eric picks up a hypodermic needle and then looks back at Funboy. So then we cut to the dive bar. Gideon's slurping down shot after shot and uh, is shaken by what he's seen. Grange shows up and asks uh, what happened to the pawn shop. Um, Grange tells Gideon that Top Dollar wants to see him. And then Darla runs Shit out on the me. front door. Do I bow or do I curtsy? <laughs> Darla runs out the front door screaming. So Grange goes to check on uh, Fun Boy. They kind of mock her. Yeah. When she runs out. Mm-hmm. Like the people. In yeah, the have a good night. Well, they probably Darla. think she's having a, some kind of bad high mm-hmm. Grange goes to check on Fun Boy uh, when he does he goes in the door he sees Fun Boy on the floor with ten needles in his chest and a crow drawn on him and okay. blood also put in there alphabetically yeah and then he just sees Eric uh, as he jumps out the back window he winks at him and then flies away it looks like <laughs> then we cut to Sergeant Albrecht's place he's in his underwear in a hat <laughs> I was like that's an interesting choice. <laughs> and Elaine's like, why is he still wearing his hat? <laughs> like, you sure you've seen this? Because they're going to talk about it. It had been a really long time. He's reading the paper, and um, he sees his window is open. He goes to check it out, and Eric yells, freeze, just to fuck with him. He and Eric sit and talk for a bit. And he says, you still have your hat on. <laughs> and he takes off his hat. Eric asks, Eric asks Albrecht what actually happened, and Albrecht explains to him that she, you know, Shelly was beaten and raped, and... She was in ICU for 30 hours, and Albrecht stayed with her the whole time. And Eric touches the officer on the head, but catches all of the empathic feelings of what happened, and then collapses on the ground. Um, Eric gives him a no, an anti-smoking speech, and then rolls out. Um, back at Top Dollars, Gideon is laying out everything that happened, and uh, is trying to explain Eric's supernatural invulnerability. Um... And uh, Grange backs up that it, he at least seen he's at least seen Eric, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's always this bird that's going around with him. Gideon says he wants some compensation, and he starts to get lippy towards Top Dollar. Top Dollar pulls out a sword out of a cabinet and stabs it through Gideon's face or his throat, I guess. And he doesn't die. Yeah, he doesn't die fast enough. He's like, "What? Did you just fucking die already?" And John tells me how he's always wanted a cabinet full of knives and swords. Everybody it was a cool does, cabinet. Yeah. I mean, it was like backlit and I'm thinking, everything was arranged. I mean, you know, if I just, I'm like, mm. "Well, go ahead, make right one. over here." You know, yeah, It'd be good. <laughs> just don't um, sit in a chair if I start digging in there. <laughs> and then Grange says that you know, Fun Boy had mentioned there was something about a bird too. We cut to Eric on a rooftop. He's just playing his guitar that he took from Gideon's pawn shop. But he didn't get an amp. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he he's one. got one. Yeah. Well, he's supernatural. Yeah. It comes with the crow package. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Healing, morphine sucking, and amp appearing. Right. That's all you get, though. That, that's it? Nope. What about... Else. Oh, shit. No, oh, and, 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 and read objects. And, and, no, no. And vulnerability. No, and parkour abilities. Oh, oh yeah. Parkour. Well, he, oh, well yeah. yeah there, he just... Plus three-year parkour. But it's level one parkour yeah. because it's not very good. Not flipping. <laughs> He's not flip Rodriguez, no. 
Back home, Sarah finds one of the Hangman Jokes albums and uh, looks for Eric's lyrics. Uh, can't rain all the time. A crow looks in on on <clears throat> on him and uh, on her and leave and leaves and tracks down T Bird and Skank. They're nervous because Tintin's dead, but now Fun Boy hasn't shown up for their meeting. Skank runs into the store to rob it while T Bird jumps in his car. They gotta go get to road it. beers. He says, first he's like, "We probably still banging away on Darla." But well, then, but then Tintin, not Tintin, no. fucking T Bird says, "Smokes and road beers." Be quick. But he doesn't say the rob. He does not robbing the place. He's eating chips. Well, then I thought he was just going to grab it all and run out. The yeah, I did, he wasn't going to pay that's, for that's, it. That's burglaring. Well, I mean, oh Jesus, he's shoplifting. <laughs> he's going to burgle. Yes, but he needed <coughs> smokes and road beers. And Link's like road beers. She got excited. I'm like, I why are you so excited why? about road beers? I just think beers? it's funny when they talk about road beers. <laughs> <laughs> These look like the kind of guys who have road beers. I know. I just, I just think it's a funny thing. So T Bird's sitting in his car, and uh, the crow lands on the blower. Um, and then Eric grabs him from behind and makes him drive off at gunpoint. Skank runs out into the street and is hit by a car. The driver gets out, and I think it's Henry Rollins, but I can't tell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, gets beat up by Skank. Skank beats him up, and Grand Theft Auto takes him, takes his car and runs off. T-Bird! T-Bird tries to bribe Eric, but uh, Eric just says, drive. Drive faster. Now, why would, why would Skank chase after T-Bird? Because... Did he see T-Bird get kidnapped? No, he was getting road beers. So how does he know that T-Bird just didn't say fuck you and drove off? <laughs> this is what this is a plot hole. That's amazing. The police begin to chase. Um, oh, you done fucked up now because you're doing like 90. Car chase goes on for a bit, but eventually... What the, the crap? Po- the police... What the crap? The police run into Skank's car. So they get... Uh, Eric and uh, T-Bird get away. Eric has duct-taped T-Bird into his own car seat and set up the explosives in the back trunk to blow. T-Bird rambles on, confessing about the attack on Eric and Shelly, but doesn't understand why this crow dude gives a shit. He's like, this is the really real world, man. There ain't no coming back. Once he sees it's Eric, he grows terrified. I would be. Yeah. Like, first of all, you know, there's no talking away out of this because you killed this guy. Yeah. He's going to kill you now. Then he quotes my favorite book, Paradise Lost. Your favorite book cool. is Paradise Lost? Yeah, I love that book. John Milton. It's a little creepy, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> really good. Most of what people know about what they associate with hell is from two sources, uh, Paradise Lost and Dante's Inferno. Everything else is just yeah. made up or not in the book. There's a little bit of Torah. But, but yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see. He sees Eric. Or, um, so he, he, he sets him up to blow up. And uh, Skank is running down the dock trying to catch up to him on time. Um, but he's, Eric has the has this. I think he's tied his foot to the gas pedal. It's got a bungee cord and like he's got his leg taped to something. Yeah. Like bungee cords his his foot down so the accelerator is on. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> sends the car down the dock after he sets his nuts on fire. Yeah, <laughs> which John goes. I bet that hurts. And I said, No, I read the trivia. Because it's a white phosphorus grenade. And when it detonates, it burns at 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. So it would just burn your nerve endings off. And he didn't feel any of that. <laughs> yeah, but he'd see that fucking uh, I mean, end of that bridge coming. Yeah. Once, he got, once the car gets to the end of the dock, the whole thing explodes. Because, again, you know what? I can get behind this exploding because you don't know what he's got in the trunk. And if he's got, he like, had he had a bunch dynamite. of shit in there. He had like dynamite and stuff. So when that incinerator bomb went off, it would get really hot and probably yeah. explode everything in the car. And then uh, Eric sets off a crow symbol 
that apparently he drew perfectly with the um, lighter fluid. Which I call bullshit because I've tried that. I've yeah, got the Zippo fluid. You've tried it too, and it doesn't work. And you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> then you like, first you try to draw the cross. Like, all right, yeah. fuck this. I'm just going to draw like a circle. And yeah. that doesn't work either. No. <laughs> no, especially not with lighter fluid. No. You have like a special like gel or something. But I, I use napalm. <laughs> well, I didn't have napalm. But, um, you can make napalm. It's not that hard. That's what I hear. Uh, I watched Fight Club. But anyway, don't you think it would have been more terrifying for T-Bird to just let him go in his car off the bridge, tied to his car into the water? So now he's tied down, suffocating and drowning. Hey, hey, hey. Cool oh. guys like explosions. No, cool guys don't look at explosions. But they, <laughs> but they set them off. They like them. Yeah, I think T-Bird got off easy. Like, he stabbed Tintin to death and he had to die of his wounds. Um, Fun Boy presumably got shot up for the drugs or just stabbed full of air or something, so that would probably wouldn't have been a fun way to if go. I rem- if I remember right, in the comic, Fun Boy really didn't do anything. He was just there. That was Skank. So he, well, I think it's... No, Skank wasn't there at all. No, Fun Boy's the leader. I don't know. One, the one that Fun Boy's playing, I forget which the actual way is, he didn't really do anything. He was just there, so Crow lets him overdose in the book. He's like, you can just overdose. You don't have to die. The rest of these motherfuckers are going to die horribly. But you can just overdose and I'll help you. And he just, you know. He's like, I'm going to help you die. Yeah. You're still going to die, but it won't be horrific. Won't be like, like We're going to shoot guys. you up a lot. Yeah. Well, Fun Boy in the movie went first. So yeah. fuck him. Yeah. In the book, he beats, uh, what's his name, to death with a hammer. So that's fun. So anyway, Grange. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Grange checks Eric's grave and sees that, in fact, he dug his way out of it. At Sarah's... And it touches the ground like he's inspecting it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the Asian girl, Micah, mm-hmm. she's a witch, right? No. We're all ever, just going to agree she's a witch? They don't ever say that. She's going to be a witch. Say, her name's she, also not Micah. They don't ever say that. That's just she in the is <laughs> obsessed with a cult. Yeah. She's got to be a witch, right? But yeah, she seems to just know things. Yeah, yeah she, what they call that like is an amazing plot device. Like makes her see things. <laughs> it's an amazing plot device. To be device, fair, right? I haven't inhaled any burning eyeballs. Maybe that gives you power. Maybe, you know. So yeah, you know, we'll try it later. I heard about the Oracles of Delphi. I'm just saying, like... That's how they got it. <laughs> like, they went to check this grave. Like, this guy who died might actually be alive. Well, the only way you know that that could be possible is if you know a witch. <laughs> Must be the season of the witch. <laughs> As Sarah's, uh, she wakes up to her mother making her breakfast. Sarah sneers at the whole thing, but Darla eventually breaks down and cries a bit until Sarah realizes that this is for real and then I was never warms up mommy to her. shit. Over easy. Because even though she hates her mom, she desperately wants her mom to be her mom. She wants a mom. She doesn't hate her mom. She hates what her mom is. We cut back to the station. Detective Torres wants to know... Wants to know what Albrecht knows about all these killings because he's hiding something. Torres knows Albrecht talked to the vigilante and uh, stole a case file. Um, Albrecht tells him to piss off, so he talks to the captain and has him suspended. No, he tells him, that's a good speech. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to interrupt you. You should write that shit down. (laughs) I didn't want to interrupt you. You should write that shit down. Um, That's a great line. He's smoking in police headquarters. Uh, it was 94, I guess it's okay. This is before you could sm- you couldn't smoke anywhere. I know, you could smoke in... De- I mean, and it's not like L.A. or New York where it's they Detroit. banned smoking early. It's Detroit. Where, you know, they were all allowed to smoke up until about Tuesday. <laughs> now, now you can I remember smoking in the mall. Yeah. That was in Italy. Oh, yeah, that's true. But that was also smoking in the mall. It was. I'm sure you probably can still smoke And that was this century. <laughs> Sarah goes to Eric and Chili's old apartment building to look around. Eric's burning all of the old pictures and other memorabilia. I don't know why he's doing that. She goes inside and finds Gabriel, 
and a smoldering pile of ash in the Who's fireplace. Feeding that cat. Mm-hmm. It's been a year. It's, it's probably been feral. It's probably been feeding itself. <laughs> but well, it's still uh, very friendly. Uh, for... I was thinking it's very clean. Yeah, it's, it's also a, it's a stark a, yeah, white cat, a... not <laughs> hey, full of like hey. bird shit and rat cats blood. Cats are cats will find their own prey and will keep themselves clean. Mm-hmm. It probably smells like cat shit in there. Uh, she tries to call Eric out. Eric ignores her at first, but then gives in. She's like, screw you. I thought you cared. Yeah. And he just in. appears out of nowhere. I do care. Back at Top Dollar, <clears throat> back at Top Dollars, he and Grange are trying to interrogate Skank, but Skank is rambling. And <laughs> so we should record this and play it back in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> Top Dollar. He's like, man, man, this one for you, buddy. Fire it up. And you don't understand a word he's saying. Top Dollar tells Grange to keep Skank around. He might be important later. And uh, he's so, the last of the four that are that the crow's coming to kill. And then Top Dollar has a big meeting to go to. He tells Grange to watch him. So Grange, so top, so Skank's sitting in a chair. So Grange sits right in front of him on the table, folds his hands and just like stares at him. He's like, <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant. <laughs> Grange is awesome. Grange but does not fuck around. That would probably, he's like, all right, I think I just shit myself. <laughs> uh, Sarah and Albrook meet up. Sarah says uh, she saw Eric, but... She can't hang out with him anymore because he's dead and she's alive. And she's taking Gabriel. Albert says, I think I saw him too. We see Eric playing his guitar on the rooftop again. But this time afterwards, he smashes it. Well, he's rock and roll. Yeah. Then we cut to the huge club. It's busy and a band is playing. You can see Trent Reznor uh, crowd surfing. Top Dollar has uh, brought all of his people together. That's the most 90s of bands, too. Yes. Like, it's so 90s. I think when uh, this scene here, I said, look, Elaine, the 90s threw up in this room. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Because um, it is, like, all 90s, man. This is, like, grunge personified, man. There was the Jankos in there. I saw the shiny shirts and shit. <laughs> the ladies in the corsets. For some reason, Puff Daddy was in there like, we don't want to stop. And that was it. <laughs> So it's Devil's Night, so it's time to start a bunch of fires. He explains that instead of burning for insurance money or extortion, he wants to burn the whole city to the ground and move on. But then a crow comes and lands on the table. Eric follows in after it. How did I get in here? He tells everyone present that, that all he wants is skank. But Top Dollar says, nope. He says, well, you can't have him. <laughs> um, Eric says, um, I see that you've made your decision. But let's see if you can enforce it. Oh, this shit's boring me already. Someone fucking kill him. <laughs> a whole room mm-hmm. blasts Eric off the table with gunfire. But then he gets up and destroys everyone. You're all going to die. Top. That's some cold-blooded shit to say to someone as you're like, cut him up with a samurai sword. Oh, another power of the crow. You have infinite bullets. Because one of those guns was a revolver. He's like, and I was like, wait, wait, I stopped at six. Is that that 17 round revolver I heard about? Very small bullets. Very small. Magic. He magically reloaded it when you weren't looking. Yeah. Apparently, he magically, you know, grabbed the revolver and then found the bullets. And then <laughs> Top dollar. His sister and Grange and Grange run out of the room. Eric kills like the thirty people that are there with guns, swords, whatever's around. And then he throws. Did Judy chop the guy? He grabs Skank. Skank oh. tries to convince he's Eric hilarious. that he says he's skank. not Skank. He says Skank's dead. <laughs> skank's over there. That Skank over there. Skank's dead. He's like, you're right. Skank is dead. And he, and he throws, throws him out, him out of a fucking window. window. A lot of people getting thrown out of windows in this movie. But again, like of the ways to die, this is probably pretty scary because you have to think about you're gonna die the All whole the way, way down. down. <laughs> so mm-hmm. torturous ways to kill somebody. Fucking T-Bird got up well, easy. I don't want demonstration as my method of death. No? No. No. 
I want to go peacefully asleep. That would be ideal. Not screaming like the rest of you fuckers are going to be in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so the police show up and chase Eric uh, through out of the building and through the city. Uh, Alberic sees this and pulls up in a car and, and saves him. Um, but then they stop and then Eric jumps out of the car and disappears again. It, this is ridiculous, okay? Mm-hmm. So He's bleeding on the seat. There's a helicopter. Yeah. There's cops everywhere. And they and, lose him. Yeah. And they lose and he just jumps in the sedan and they get out of there. That's not well, how that is, works. The worst part is the helicopter like goes on the sedan. So yes. It's, like, it's not like we sh- didn't see where you went. And there's only so many streets. It's not. Yeah. This isn't difficult, you know. This is and why then, they have helicopters. Mm-hmm. And then when he does get out of Albert's car, the seat's covered in blood. Like, dude, I just saved you. You couldn't even wipe that down? <laughs> Throw me a towel or something. Mm. The top up. dollar, Micah and Grunge, or Grand. I keep wanting to call him Grunge now that you said that. Grand, Grand, Grange. Uh, Grange. Grange. Regroup in the car. They talk about uh, talk a little bit. Micah explains that uh, he gets his power from the crow. Because she's an expert. All she's a witch. It's his link. She's got to be a witch. It's his link to the other side. But she says it's the power you can take from him. And she also likes the pretty lights. And Top Dollar says, uh, so we have to kill the bird. Eric walks back to his grave. Sarah's there. They say their goodbyes. Um, Eric gives her the engagement ring. She hugs him and leaves. But as she exits the cemetery, Grange, is, Grange snatches her up and takes her to Top Dollar and Micah. This is the last time I'm going to do this, but... Again, in the original cut, this was the big thing because the cowboy is like, he, he hears done, Sarah. Man. He's like, you can, you know, you're done. Fuck Sarah. And he's like, no, I have to save her. He's like, if you save, if you go after Sarah, we're done. You don't get to go back to Shelly. And then he has to make this decision, and he does. And that's what the other, it was going to be a trilogy, and the other two movies were him going to be trying to re- get redemption and come back to heaven by doing other shit, but they changed Interesting. But either way, that's that would have been cool. That's not this movie, so uh, <laughs> they had to change a couple things. Yeah. So Eric goes obviously goes after uh, Sarah to save her. Um, there's a giant Gothic church next door. And, of course. Uh, How come, come, well, it's right next to a gravesite, so yeah, that would make sense. Once inside, once once inside, Grange snipes the bird, but he just grazes it. Um, so Top Dollar walks in and does quick impression. Ka ka ka! Bang! Fuck! I'm dead. <laughs> And uh, Eric, Eric says that um, Eric says, "Let Sarah go, and I'll let you all live." Top dollar laughs at that and says, "Let me think about it for a minute," and then turns around and shoots Eric in the shoulder. <laughs> he says, "That's an important thing." Am I taking my say? Only this time, it really hurts. I like how um, the crow or Eric looks at him and he like shrugs it off, like "Ha ha," and he's like, "Shit," and he falls <laughs> <down>. falls over because <laughs> it would have made sense that hey, your powers are gone. Now, yeah. By the way. <laughs> Uh, Grange goes off to finish the bird, but just before he pulls the trigger, Albert comes in, guns blazing. She has a he has a service revolver in one hand and a flare gun in the other, just lighting and them up. And again, infinite bullets in yeah. that service revolver. Mm-hmm. Although at some point he gets a shotgun. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where he got that from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's he, not he must have had it pre-stashed under the under one of the pews or something. Then he pulled out his proton I mean, pack. And this, <laughs> is, this is a church in Detroit. Maybe there's just some <laughs> stuff just on keep there. Who knows? <laughs> Church in Detroit. <laughs> it's next to the holy water. Holy water, holy shotgun, water, right. 12 gauge. Dressing gates. Well, Micah snatches up the bird while everyone's running around trading rounds. Uh, Albrecht drops. They're spending a fortune. Albrecht drops Grange, and then uh, he reuni- reunites with Eric, and he's like, okay, so what are we doing? 
He's like, uh, I'm not sure exactly. He goes, well, look, you just run out there. You take all the shots, and when they run out of bullets, I'll arrest them. And he it's says, a that's plan. a good plan, except... And then he shows him his shoulder, and he says, I thought you were invincible. He goes, I was. I'm not anymore. <laughs> so Top Dollar and Micah go up a winding staircase, um, I assume to the bell, and uh, Sarah, Eric, and Albrecht follow, but... Um, Micah hits Albrecht in the, I think it's the shoulder, might be the stomach. Mm-hmm. She shots, she shoots him. She shoots him. At, it looked, I think he took two hits, one in the stomach and one in the shoulder. Mm. That's what it looked like to me. We'll go with that. That sounds plausible. So he drops down and uh, he's going to wait, you know, wait it out. And Eric moves on ahead. And he says, I thought you were going to follow me. Yeah. <laughs> he says, like, I think I got a little ahead of myself or something. <laughs> yeah. So Micah stops uh, to talk to Eric. She has the bird in her, in her hand and a gun in the other. And she goes to shoot Eric. She goes, and uh, but the bird jumps on her and tears her eyes out, and she falls to her which death. Which well, is what she gets. Uh-huh. Which is well. Here's my question. So she's blind. She grabs the rope. I'm cool with that. And like two seconds later, she's like, "Fuck it, let's go." <laughs> she's just a weak woman. She can't hold on Look, to that. Women can hold on to ropes, woman. Not your no. Women can hold on to ropes. Women who have trained and who are to mm-hmm. hold on to ropes. Women who work out. This Camille lady. Blonde Bazinet would hold on to that fucking thing. This lady does a this lot of drugs. This lady doesn't work out. She does a lot of drugs and eats eyeballs. <laughs> she's she's not witch. holding on a rope. She's a witch. If there was yeah. a broomstick in there. Oh, she's well. a witch. Maybe she's allergic to rope. Oh. Shit. That is a known weakness of witches. If you want to hang well, the you know, cause the rope. That, yeah. Well, because sometimes they were hung or drawn and quartered. Look, she it could be allergic to rope. more than a duck. <laughs> so they go to the roof it's raining does she float uh, little rocks um, they go to the roof it's raining top dollar throws Sarah off the roof she says let her go he's like alright <laughs> she slides down the side but holds on at See, the edge my favorite I hate to interrupt you yeah. my favorite one of those is was in um, Batman yeah Dark Knight Dark Knight where he's like let her go and, he, and the Joker's like ooh poor choice of words and <laughs> just lets her go <laughs> um so she holds on to the side. Top Dollar attacks Eric with a sword. Eric grabs a gothic lightning rod. Just yeah. as it's hit by lightning. That looks just tears like... Tears it out of the roof. Yeah, it looks just like a sword. And now he's got a sword, kind of? Well, he got hit by lightning. I mean, maybe... Well, let me know. tell you something. You get 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. That could so, propel a car into the future. Yeah, and it also makes you super strong. Because if you grab something and it shocks you, you boo! <laughs> Rip that fucker right off. <laughs> So he has a makeshift sword, and they cling and clang for a while. And clang? And, uh... They cling and clang. I mean, that's all they do. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. Sword Neither of them really fight. seem to know how to use a sword, so... And Top Dollar's got a bunch of swords. You really would have thought he would know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, but you also own a bunch of swords, and I don't and think I know what you know what you're doing. I do, actually. Uh-huh. When I was a young and I used to do Yeah, but stuff. that's like when you were, like, eight. No, when I was, like... 15. Okay, you're way older than 15 and you haven't practiced in more than 15 years. <laughs> well, if someone had wanted to have a sword fight, I would bring a gun. <laughs> that, well, <laughs> you know what? You have, why'd you shoot him? He had a sword. All right, that's but plausible. That checks that's out. True. See you later. But you <laughs> have... Jones style. Because yeah. <laughs> when you realize, you're like, wait a minute, why would I want to learn how to use a sword? Just shoot him. There are plenty of people that get stabbed when people bring knives to gunfights. Mm, that's true. But if he pulls out a sword, Indiana Jones, you ever seen Indiana Jones? He's I like, have. Ha! Bang. Well, that only <laughs> works if you have the flu. Well, there's that too. Well, Sarah starts to slip and Eric goes down to get her. Uh, just then Top Dollar runs Eric through with the sword. 
It looked like it hurt. And then, uh, it, yeah, it wasn't nice. The top dollar sits down with dying Eric and explains that um, he sent the four goons to kill them all and, and fuck up that place. So it's kind of his fault, and, but he did enjoy everything. Yeah, top. he's like, look, you thought you should kill them, but I'm the one that was in charge. I called the hit and... Uh, because so your really, girlfriend was nosing around too much, or she had yeah. like there was some sort of petition. Yeah. yeah. So like it was me. I'm the one you should have gone after, and this has been fun. Like. <laughs> and then top this, dollar. This is why out, you don't sign petitions. Top dollar pulls out a small okay. blade Good. and is ready to cut up Eric, uh, but Eric grabs top dollar and by the face. He says, "I have something for you because I don't want it anymore." Thirty hours of pain he transfers all of Shelley's pain into him. The top dollar falls off the roof. Lands on a Mortal Kombat level. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he lands on this weird sp- like spikes. spikes. And they perfectly go through his mouth and his heart and stuff. Was like, uh, whatever. But it, it's pretty cool looking. Uh, but then Eric pulls up Sarah. Sarah, Eric, and Albrecht say goodbyes as the police pull up. Eric uh, falls onto Shelly's grave. And then Shelly appears, comes, kisses him, and takes him away. And the rec- crow returns and brings the ring to Sarah. Sarah walks us out with some, you know, real love is forever mush. And uh, that's it. I do think it was interesting. Eric gives Sarah the ring mm-hmm. on like a necklace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'll never take it off. She was wearing a lot of jewelry. Mm-hmm. She just had a lot of random jewelry on. Yeah, and it was the 90s look. I know. But then they, like, as soon as they pick her up, they're like, oh, look at this ring. Like, they have any idea yeah. that this ring is special in any way. It's not like it had a big diamond or <laughs> no. didn't blend in with the rest of the ass <laughs> she was wearing. But here's the big question. In the second movie, there's a character, that's Sarah. Mm-hmm. Why is she still wearing the ring? I don't uh, know. We no will idea. have to watch The Crow 2, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never seen that either. Because the only thing that comes from in Crow 2 from this one is the character of Sarah. It's not the same actress, but the character of Sarah's in it. Hmm. Well, what did you think, Carly? Oh. Ooh, you never start with. No one starts with Carly. Oh, with She's not ready. No. Time to uh, vamp. La no, la 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 la. My favorite characters. Ooh, I had two. she's stealing. I love how Were the rules don't apply here. Albrecht and Grange. I don't know why I liked Grange, Grange so much. Awesome. He was awesome. I mean, he was on the evil side, so he wasn't my favorite. Because he so just I, watched them kill all this. He's like, I'll call the drainer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but that dude was cool as shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he does. Good. Solid pick. Um, I had... I, it was so hard for me to pick a least favorite character. Because the shitty characters in this movie are shitty. Like, the shitty people. Like, yeah. they're, they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> no redeeming qualities at all. No redeeming qualities. No. But I ended up going with Top Dollar. Okay. Uh, my favorite scenes were every time the crow interacted with Albrecht or Sarah. Mm-hmm. I liked the scenes where they were together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my favorite tertiary object was the round window in Shelley's apartment. I want one. And my favorite line was, look what you've done to my sheets. (laughs) Not to my leg. (laughs) All right. To my sheets. And the yay, nay. I will yay this movie. All right. I will say, we watched it this morning. I watched it this morning. So did I. It 
is very dark. And there were a couple times where I was like, I can't tell what that is because <laughs> it's so dark. And I was like, we should have watched this at night in the dark so it lit up the room. And we watched it during the day. Well, and a couple fun times, fact I'm about like, this movie, Elaine. The director wanted to film it in black and white and then just have the flashbacks in color. But they wouldn't let him. So he compensated for that by using the super dark lighting and everything in tones of gray and blue. He's like, all right. To contrast with the really I'll light make the world flashbacks. black and white. Yeah. But uh, I could have used a little more exposition. But, uh, but Tony had told I was familiar with the story, so I didn't need it. If I weren't familiar with the story, I might be really confused. <laughs> but, uh, Elaine? Okay, so my favorite character is Albert. Ernie Hudson is great. He really is. And he just steals every scene he's in. Um, my least favorite character is Gideon, the pawn shop guy. Well, shit on uh, me. Oh, I feel <laughs> you. Yeah. I feel you. What the crap? <laughs> and um, my favorite scene is when Eric is in Albrecht's house. I really did like every scene of them interacting as well. Like, I almost picked my favorite scene is just everyone that's just Eric and Albrecht together. <laughs> I don't like his scenes with Sarah, and I find her a pointless character that doesn't need to be there. Um, my favorite line is, yeah, good speech, though. I didn't want to interrupt you. You should write that down. You should write that <laughs> shit down. Excuse me. My uh, favorite Turkish object is T-Bird's T-Bird. T-Bird's T-Bird. T-Bird's T-Bird. It's a beautiful car, and I really liked it. Um, I'm going to maybay this movie because oh. I don't really like it that much. <laughs> the script is very good. There's a lot of really funny lines, and the way they talk is really great. But I just, it's hard to look at because it is so dark, mm -hmm. and I just find it boring. There's They needed much more exposition, <laughs> and I don't care. Like, I don't care about any of these characters. I don't see enough Eric and Shelly to even give a shit that Shelly, like, it's terrible. And, of course, she deserves somebody to do revenge on her behalf. But I don't care about these characters at all. Yeah. I feel I like the flashbacks, and they establish that they really did love each other. I feel like the character of Sarah is supposed to help me like these characters. But I just find that girl annoying, and I don't want her in that movie. So I give it a maybe. I know why people like it. And, um... If you do like it, you should watch it again because I think it does hold up, but I, I'm just not interested in it. Okay. My turn, Jen. All right, so my favorite character is Eric Draven because he's awesome. Mm -hmm. My least favorite character is is, is also is a tie. is T-Bird, Tintin, Fun Boy, and Skank because I despise rapists. <laughs> I really, I was going through all four of them, Pawn Shop, I'm like, all these characters are our least favorite characters. All of them. <laughs> the bad guys were bad guys. Oh, even the detective dude that kept giving Ernie Hudson a hard time was that, was on my list. Because <laughs> he was just an asshole, but he wasn't, you know, a rapist and murderer. My favorite scene is, I really like when um, the crow comes in. To Top Dollar's little meeting, and he knocks the chair over, sits on the table, and is like, I just want him. And he's like, no, you can't have him. Well, you have to make your decision. Now, can you enforce it? And they shoot him. And then he kills all the guys, and the cops come in. And they're like, don't move. And he starts, like, shuffling sideways. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's dancing. That whole scene is awesome. Um, my favorite line is this one here. I'm very interested in this. Mm -hmm. I, I had a hard, hard time, but I decided to go with this one. Police, don't move. 
I said, don't move. But police always said freeze. Well, I'm the police, and I say, don't move, Snow White. You move, you're dead. Well, I say I'm dead, and I move. You know what made that line better for me was when he went to Ernie Hudson's house and he said, freeze. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he was like, don't ever do that. <laughs> he said, you some kind of ghost? Like, Boo. <laughs> but that's my favorite line. My favorite tertiary object is the vault full of swords because I bought one. I thought about picking that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Either that or uh, Grange's leather hat <laughs> I thought about picking that too <laughs> me and Carly were right there on tertiary objects let me tell you but I also like the window um that's everything right yeah that mm-hmm. should be everything and I'm gonna yay this movie uh, I like this movie when it came out I like it now I'll probably like it in another 20 years it's a good story don't watch any of the sequels they all are terrible but this movie is phenomenal it's very it's it's a good premise it the dialogue is great there are problems with the movie and you kind of overlook them, especially when you were young like I was. When I saw it, you like you don't even really realize it. But you see it now, and I just decide to overlook those things. Well, one thing I did notice that aged kind of poorly was the scene where he kills all those guys. I remember when I was younger, I was like, dude, this is the fucking coolest scene I've ever seen in my life. But now life. you've seen John Wick? But now I've seen people <laughs> that know how to do stunt coordinating. And it's like, there's a couple of scenes, there's a couple of parts that's kind of cool. But most of it, you can't see anything. And he's just like shooting like 80 million people with two guns. And I'm like, well, this is kind of And at some point I was like, how many people are in this room? I thought it was like 20. Yeah. Well, but I swear he's killed 30 guys. There's still 30 more. <laughs> in, the, in the trivia. People kept coming out of the bathroom. You know? <laughs> in the trivia. Trivia, it said that the director, they didn't want Ryan Lee in the beginning because they thought it was just going to end up being hokey like Showdown in Little Tokyo. Which is a great movie and you'll see that. But I think that that's part of the reason that there's no martial arts really in any of the fight scenes. Because if he... He He doesn't know any. Yeah. Like, they could have the, the put that in there. Yeah. The character doesn't, but they could have put that in there because Brandon Lee was yeah. great at martial arts, and they it could have made the fight scenes he, more he exciting. <laughs> but, but they didn't want it to be a kung fu movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, And but, Brandon Lee didn't want to do that because the two movies he did previously were martial arts That's movies, true. and he did not want to do that. But I, think I want to makes, be my own actor. Yeah. But I think, it, it, I think the fight scenes suffer for that because yeah. he had abilities that they could have drawn on to make it more... Le- yeah, well, more interesting as from a fighting perspective, but they. But nobody wanted that, even though it was an I option. Know. Yeah. All right, Tony, bring us home. Uh, favorite character, Eric, and a an honorable mention for Ten Ten. I know really? he's a piece of shit, but that guy is awesome. I love I said, that actor. I said the same thing when yeah. he first. I said I love Ten Ten, and John's like, really? And I'm like, no, I don't love the character yeah, the of Ten Ten, but I love him. I'm like you like a creepy guy who licks other guy, guy's girlfriend's <laughs> no, shoulders no, while they're no, kissing but, your boyfriend. But my no. thing is, is I bet if you read the script. There's nothing going on with this character, but he puts so much into this character. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like he's fucking cool. I mean, you know, he's a piece of shit character, but you can tell that that actor really did some shit because the rest of the characters, you know, what do they do? T Bird and and Skank. <laughs> Although there is one scene that I remember today that I thought was neat. If you if you, if you do watch it again, just look at it, this one scene, the scene where um, Grange and T Bird walk in to see Top Dollar. They walk in the room, look at it, because it looks like a, a, a man and his child, because <laughs> he's so tall. He's he's easily twice as tall as T-Bird, and I was like, I didn't know he was that short or that tall. Good Lord. Lawrence, it's a little bit of both. Lawrence Mason is the actor that plays Tintin. Okay, great. Okay. Um, he's just really good, and I feel like everybody should love him. <laughs> least favorite character, Gideon. Uh, f- favorite line is, quick impression for you. 
Call, call, bang, fuck, I'm dead. Yeah, I was going to pick that. That was I had the hardest time picking one. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite scene is the whole interaction in, in Gideon's pawn shop. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Mr. Gideon, you're not paying attention. Hit him with a fucking baseball bat. And my favorite tertiary object is Trent Reznor. <laughs> Trent Reznor, the crowd surfing? Yeah. I almost picked... I remember finding that when I was, the, I was like 95. The soundtrack is my favorite. Time, you're like, oh, wow. That was really good. Now you're like, no. Okay. It's like, wow. How old <laughs> and of course, you're going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to yay it? Yeah. It's, a, it's it's a solid yay from Tony. It's, uh, it's your birthday pick. We were pretty sure no, you were going to yay the movie. It is losing steam, though. I, I was say. on the fence. I almost made How do you it. feel about the the remake they're trying to do with Jason Momoa? I don't know. We'll it's see. not on his IMDb, so I don't I know. Think I don't think they're doing it. I think I they think got canceled they again. Canceled but it, I think yeah. they do that every 10 years. They want to remake it. I really think they should do it as the trilogy like they were going to do now. Mm-hmm. Like, let's you know, let's do that. Yeah. Because the, 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 this, the comic is not a superhero movie. There's no... Like all these rules and stuff, he's just a vengeance spirit. He comes down and he kills everybody, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's a revenge movie. There's revenge no, movies are pretty. There's no like they're good. I think it would do well because it's not just a comic movie. But oh my, oh my god, our we're gremlins are going crazy today. <laughs> but anyway, we're not rocking about, Ricky fans. We're sorry about that, <laughs> listeners. All right, so Carly. All right. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs, on Twitter at unmovie podcast, and you can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, review, email us. We'd love to hear from you. Tweet at us. Um, and tune in next week. On the podcast. For Carly's pick. <laughs> the final episode of Tony's birthday celebration. Aww. Yeah. We're going to be watching and reviewing 2010's The Perfect Host, starring David Hyde Pierce. Who? The Niles. Oh, I know who Niles. What's the movie called? It's called The Perfect Host. Was that a book? I have no idea. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> okay. It's an indie thriller. An indie thriller? Who else is in it? Anybody that is there anybody know? wearing a Yaks hair wig? Oh, the, the, Crawford. Uh, speaking the guy who was of in, uh, that, Top Dog got fired. Was that his real hair, or do you think that was a wig? I think it was his real hair with extensions. Was he Yaks? The top of it looks like real hair, but when he gets down to here, down the shoulder, it looks like because extensions. He did he a bunch of movies right in that time period where he had long hair, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, his hair is really pretty. And I'm like, I wonder if that's real. Or if it was Yak. It could be, but... It definitely wasn't Yak. No, because it was too pretty to be Yak. Yak looks like Yak. <laughs> Every time we see a wig, I'm like, Yak? The whole point of the Yak, yak. was that it looked like Yak. Yeah. I know! Welcome it's... back to Yak Chat. We're Yakety Yak, don't wear Yak. 